Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hot and Rich, a show about celebrities. I'm your host, Kate Raft. Wow. It's Friday. It's Friday, July 3rd. Okay. July 3rd. I've got fresh pink hair. I dyed my hair this morning pink. Looks great. And this is the ideal shade. Okay. This is fresh, hot, fun, hot and rich pink is the shade that we call it. This is the ideal shade. Now, will it fade as as soon as I get even one drop of water on it? Will this color fade? Yes. The answer is yes. You know what? I'm celebrating my favorite country this weekend. What's that? The United States of Chromatica, baby. Oof, that was close. Wearing my Chromatica shirt. No. The United States of America? I don't even know who she is, honey. <laughs> I'm celebrating... The United States of Chromatica, okay, with my fellow kindness punks. Where are my fellow kindness punks at? Shout out. I will be celebrating Chromatica this weekend. And it's Horny Friday, so, you know, cheers to all of you. Let's all enjoy a Horny Friday beverage on this horniest of Fridays. It's a holiday Horny Friday. So cheers to us all. This is a drink that I invented last week called The Braff. Named after, of course, um, Zach Braff's mom, Mrs. Braff. Just really? Kidding. No, just kidding. It's named after Zach Braff. Oh, okay. Um, and it is club soda, a couple splashes of ginger ale, some lime, some lime juice, and of course, some fresh mint that I got from my CSA box today. Hello, Ooh. vegetables. Mint is a vegetable? Mint is a vegetable. So this is a salad. This drink is a salad. This is some green juice. Kate made, you know, that type of topping that's little green stuff, you know, with uh what's Oh yeah. It called? I made pesto. Pesto. I made homemade fresh pesto. I'm like feeling myself. I'm feeling Martha Stewart esque with my fresh mint in my cocktail. The fresh basil pesto that I made from Basil leaves from my mom's garden and also some basil-esque leaves from my CSA box. Support your local farmers. Hello, vegetables. Hello, Horny Friday. Jack, let's get a Horny Friday on the screen. Let's celebrate Horny Friday, this horniest of days. Um, I'm really feeling good because my hair is pink. It's peak pink. And listen, I know I'm not celebrating the 4th of who... Lie, but I, I do want to wish a happy fourth to just these people and these people only. These are protesters who marched outside with like fake pitchforks outside of wealthy people in the Hamptons on Monday. This is great, Jack. I have a picture of this. Ah, uh, yes. These are the people that I want to wish a happy 4th of July to. This is a page six article. It says pitchfork wielding protesters descend on wealthy Hamptons estates. They're outside of Bloomberg's house and they were chanting. They said tax the rich, not the poor. They called Bloomberg a looter. Like it's good. These people rule. Okay. So shout out to you. Shout out to anyone protesting for anything like this or black lives matter or you know that's that those are the people i want to have a good fourth of july weekend everyone else you know what fuck off <laughs> fuck off we don't need to celebrate fourth of july fourth of july there's a much more important holiday coming up anyway and that's my birthday on tuesday i've decided this year to become a birthday person this year i say that every year yeah you decide around your birthday to become a birthday person every year. I say that year. every year. And sometimes I, I say that I'm not going to do it, but that just means I'm doing it even more. But just passive aggressively, which is the spirit of being a birthday person. When you are a birthday person, you are passive aggressive about it. There's no chill way to enjoy a birthday. You either have to never tell anyone it's your birthday. You, never, you, have to, you either have to have your birthday be like the best kept secret in your life. Or just lean in and be a birthday person, okay? There's no in-between. You get one day. Listen, I'm not one of these birthday month, birthday week, whatever. I'm like the one day is the day, but I'm leaning into that day, okay? It's Tuesday. I'm turning 30. I'm turning 30. Big birthday. 
And I'm doing a 30-hour Twitch stream. So I'm plugging that again. I'm plugging that again. We have um Jack, you can you can bring me back up to the Here we go. Are you going to be watching Jack? Are you going to be on the stream? I'll probably be on it and, and like running it and everything, right? Are you excited for my birthday? <sighs> wow. Kate's birthday uh will be here soon. Should we tell them? Should we tell the hot and rich audience about the song? There's a song called... Uh, there's a song that Jack sings every year in June. When it becomes June, this is what Jack sings. It's June. It's June. It'll be Kate's birthday soon. Grab your presents. Grab your gifts. Try to accomplish Kate's birthday wish. <laughs> and then this is the song that, that Jack sings on July 8th, which is the day after my birthday. Okay, Jack, sing this. July, July, Kate's birthday passed us by. It, it's so good. You're such a songster. You're a songster. You really sang. You really sang those songs. July, <laughs> July. Can you believe I'm a birthday person? Just just own it. If you're a cancer, if you are a cancer like me, then you know you you know in your heart you're a birthday person. Okay? If you're a cancer, chances are you're a birthday person. Okay? Cancers, we're emotional, we're sensitive. We love our friends and we love nostalgia and looking back through all the years that we've aged. Like cancers are birthday people. We have to own it. And admit it, because don't lie to yourself, okay? Don't lie to yourself and say you're not. That's that's sort of the place I'm in right now. I'm 30 almost, and it, it means I'm getting wiser about how to handle my birthday. And I've decided, you know what? The only way is a 30-hour Twitch stream for 30 hours, 30 whole hours. Anyway, it's horny Friday. Enough about my birthday. It's not even my birthday yet. <laughs> horny Friday. Sixty-nine, baby. Let's get sixty-nines in the chat for all the fellow cancers out there. Thank you, A O T Y. Sixty-nine is the horniest sign. Cancer, cancer, baby, all the time. Sixty-nine is the horniest sign. Cancer, baby, all the time. Oh. That's my like hard rock and roll song about oh. about being a cancer. A little like. Oh. Are you into astrology, Jack? What do you think? Are you? What do you know? You know, actually, whether or not you live with me and are married to me. He's uh, your classic dude, you know. I prefer a to hater. hang out in my man cave a hater. with my neons and, bacon. and watch the game and fucking fry some bacon. Okay, he secretly ate a secret piece of bacon today. After I told him not to eat it, he ate it anyway. That shit is epic to me. Okay. We're going to have a great guest, by the way, in the second half of the show. Joan Haley Ford, my dear friend, comedy partner. She is going to come on and talk to us about Joss Whedon. There's like Joss Whedon drama and... She's our nerd correspondent, so we're going to have Joan on later. So stick around for Joan. But first, let's do a segment of the show I like to call Hot Seconds. TikTok, TikTok, hear that clock, hear that clock. Hmm. Okay, this is Hot Seconds. This is what we do on Hot and Rich when we want to just touch on a topic for just a hot second. Okay, we're not going to do a dive. We're just going to... Just do a hot second. Just a hot second. Um, <laughs> okay. Our first hot second, Jada Pinkett Smith, who we just talked about on Wednesday as um, being accused of having this emotional f affair with August Alsina, the singer-songwriter. Um, she has taken it to Twitter and announced, quote, there's some healing that needs to happen, dot, dot, dot. So I'm bringing myself to the red table. Okay. I'm setting my Facebook watch notifications now, even though I've never used Facebook watch in my life. I got to watch that red table. 
This is going to be bigger than the time she had Jordan Woods on. This is going to be damn good. What else? Oh, we got another hot second here. Leah Michelle. We know that she's back in, in, in her place of doing paparazzi walks. She's also back on social media. She posted this very vague shot of herself, very pregnant, kind of looking at behind her with a mask. No, no text, just a, just a photo. What do you think of the pic, Jack? She's uh, on a hike there, and um, she's pregnant. What do you think of Leah Michelle? Would you ever want to work with her? Like, if she was like Jack produce my twitch show i'll tell you what based on what i've heard from this show i think she would be too mean you think so i think i wouldn't like how mean she's being and i wouldn't want to work with her i'm really sucking this cocktail down on horny friday wow i've already had half of it wow because it's so delicious you can hardly taste the alcohol yeah i'm gonna be plastered by the end of the show oh my god look at this Holy you made shit. the drink too good. I made it too good. It's so fresh. It's like mostly club soda. It's not too sweet. Lime. You made the drink mm, too good. So good. It's like literally so good. I feel like I'm at a freaking resort. Welcome to this toilet called Tinseltown, folks. Thanks, Jack. This is a toilet called Tinseltown. That's what I call my mouth when I drink a cocktail. Okay. Our next hot second is... David Diggs from Hamilton is dating this woman, Emmy Raver Lampman. I just thought I would talk about some Hamilton people because guess what? It's Hamilton Day or something, right? Hamil film. Hamil film is out on Disney Plus. The Hamil film is out on Disney Plus. Okay, so people are obsessed with this. So I thought maybe you'd want to know that the guy who plays Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson is dating this woman, Emmy. Her name is Emmy. She was an understudy for all three of the, the lead female roles on Broadway. So she's she's got some range. She can sing and dance with him. Uh, Emmy Raver Lampman. She also originated the role of Angelica Schuyler in the tour. That's pretty cool. Angelica, Eliza, and Emmy. (laughs) She's on some Netflix show now. The Umbrella Academy? I've never heard of it. Do you know about that show? The Umbrella Academy? The Umbrella Academy? Do they just make up... Like what they just that? like put a bunch of words in a bucket and they're like, "What's our next show called?" Is that like a training facility for Mary Poppinses? Oh, that's pretty good, Jack. Is that a training facility for Mary Poppinses? No, that's a joke. Oh, everyone says she's good on that show. Okay. Hey, I heard she's good on that show. All right. Listen, my next hot second, I'm going to push to be a main topic. Oh, you are. Yeah. So we'll do that after the break. But first. Let's do a segment we do every day on the show. Are Zach Braff and Florence Pugh still to get there? Yes. Okay. Courtney Stodden and Brian Austin Green. Okay. This is like sad. I think they're not a couple. I think maybe they never were a couple. I got so invested in this so quickly. I should have known better. Should have known it was too good to be true. Courtney Stodden, I guess, is not dating Brian Austin Green. They were photographed together like a month ago. And I thought, wow, this is the new hot couple. She wore that smag hat that he sells. The stupid smag hat that stands for someone make America great. Okay. I thought that meant they were in love. Apparently they're not. He was out with another model this week. And then the second he post, the second he was photographed with that model, Courtney posted a video of her with Brian Austin Green, like in a hot tub. So I thought, oh, they're still together. But apparently that video was old. Anyway, here is Brian Austin Green talking to TMZ 
about Courtney Sodden. He says that she's disappointing. Courtney, super nice, but disappointing. You know, I, I, um, I was just trying to be a nice guy, and I, I shot a video for a friend, Ashley, saying hello. And, um, and that, was, that was a month plus ago. That was back when the, when the pictures of her and I came out. Um, and the fact that she decided to post that the day that Tina and I had lunch, um, knowing that it would create problems for Tina and for myself, having three kids, it kind of sucks. So it was a little disappointing, but I don't, I don't want to bash Courtney because I think, I, I think, um, I just, I don't bash people at all. I think she's a nice person. I, I just think she's making some, uh, some bad choices. So, <laughs> so well, that, that, that definitely uh, sorts things out for us. Yeah, What's that's your name? pretty much it, Jack. Okay, he's like, I don't mean to bash Courtney, but, and then he goes ahead and bashes her says she's making bad choices. Brian Austin Green, you knew what you were fucking doing going on that paparazzi walk with Courtney. Don't pretend like you're some normal guy who's not totally playing the paparazzi like a fiddle. I call total bullshit on this guy. Also, I'm pretty sure he's was really horrible to Megan Fox. Like, go away, Brian Austin Green. I was willing to give you a chance because I love Courtney Stodden so much, but you've hurt her, and I don't accept anyone who is mean to Courtney Stodden. If you're mean to Courtney Stodden, you're out. You're canceled. He's wearing a smag hat in that video. He is wearing a smag hat in that video. <sighs> I think he's trying to stay relevant. I do. I think he's like, fuck, I need to start making like, you know, I need to get more TV gigs. I need my names back, name back in the headlines now that I'm not married to like a rich, famous actress. Sorry to be shady. Am I, I know I'm being so shady, but like... He's really rubbing me the wrong way with this. He's rubbing me the wrong way. Get Courtney Sodden's name out of your damn mouth. Okay, she's just trying to have some fun with social media. Okay, she's being cheeky and posting a cameo that you made for her friend. Get over yourself. It's, it's freaking Hollywood. It's a toilet called Tinseltown. That's what Megan, that's what Courtney's ex coined the phrase. Welcome to this toilet called Tinseltown, folks. All right. Let's talk about Ana de Armas. Apparently she thinks Ben Affleck is very funny. Apparently Ben Affleck is saying some very funny shit to Ana de Armas. Let's go through these photos. There were both, there are two different sets of photos, both taken this week. This one's from three days ago. She's laughing. So funny. So funny. It's like, what are they laughing about? Oh my God. So funny. Let's look at this, this next one. She has a, does she have a dog shit bag in her hand? Yes, she's got a dog shit ba- bag in her hand. But it, it, she's sharing a, a huge laugh. Like, I've never seen anyone laugh so hard. Let's keep going. Oh, and this is from yesterday. It's The laughing is even harder. She laughed even harder. It's like she's still... It's like, in my head, Anand Armas and Ben Affleck don't exist unless the paparazzi are taking their photo. So this laugh has just continued for like three days straight in my mind. And this is just like the same thing that they're laughing about three on Monday. This is what they're laughing about today. <sighs> oh, look at that. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, she's doubled she's over. She's really busting up. She's there. doubled over. She's, she's like, really busting up. You're so funny. I saw me. <laughs> I saw someone make a meme that said someone on Twitter. I wish that I could give them credit, cause, but I can't remember. Someone on Twitter wrote in like word bubbles above Ben Affleck's head and had him saying, how about them apples? Or like, and he said, how about them apples above every time she's laughing? They got Duncan too. Oh, Jack, where have you been? Welcome to planet earth. The fuck? You're just putting it together that they have Duncan in their hands every time they're going (laughs) on... Jack, like, sorry, you're gonna have a, you're gonna, I, I challenge you to Google image Ben Affleck and Anand Armas and find a picture where they're not holding Duncan. <laughs> I swear, like, Jack, where have you been? Okay. You do this show with me every day. You never notice they they hold Duncan every day. He's got a big old sugary Duncan. Do they live near a Duncan? Yeah, say there's one in Santa Monica that they go to every day. All right. Or is it Venice? Can't believe Jack just asked. Just wow, I'm shook. 
Um, okay. Are there any more pictures of them laughing? We don't need to see Oh, yeah, that. no. Oh, she continues there's, to there's bust so up. More. There's so many more. There, he's just so funny. Oh, he, you know what? I think that she just thinks all the Affleck men are funny. Oh, yeah. Here's his son. She's also laughing. <laughs> she's laughing with Ben Affleck's son. Wow, she's like, you're so funny. You're just like your dad. So funny. Ha, ha, ha. I covered the kid's face because I don't believe in showing kids' faces. Isn't that cool of me? I'm a yeah. hero. I'm a hero. You're like you're like a Kristen Bell advocate, uh, you know, advocacy. I, you know, that's one thing that I agree with the celebs on. I don't think they need that we need to see your kids. I also don't give a fuck what your kids look like, truly. Don't need to see your kids' faces. Okay. Let's uh talk about something really really sad for a second. Um Jack, you might want to hit that sad music. Okay. Um Ryan Seacrest and his girlfriend, Sheena Taylor, have broken up. This is really fucked up. Everyone knows Shayna Taylor, right? Famously Ryan Seacrest's 20-something girlfriend for like six years or something. Whew. They're done. This iconic couple, everyone stand this couple, right? Yeah. Everyone was like, wow, Ryan and Shayna, love is dead. Right? Rhina? Right. Is, is we over? always we always called them Rhina. And and she she stayed with him after he was outed as like being a sexual harasser and that story got really quickly buried. Oh, it sure did. Wow. Shayna Taylor. She um she's probably super sad. You know what? She actually wrote a journal entry and she posted it. Let's read it. I'm not laughing at her sadness. I'm just you know, she she oh, it's kind of blurry, but she says <laughs> Let me read it. When I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of distress and anxiety. If I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me and without any pain. From this, I understand that I, that what I want also wants me, is looking for me and attracting me. There is a great secret in this for anyone who can grasp it. Wow. She definitely has popular girl handwriting. Handwriting, like teenager handwriting. She's 28. Wow. This couple that we all knew and loved. That we all knew existed. Rhina. Rhina is over. You know what? I wasn't going to do this. Just kidding, I was going to do this. Let's light some candles, Jack. Wow. You, can, you can take the journal entry away. I think they need, a, they need our support. Don't you think, Jack? I think so. Should we say a little prayer? This is for you, this is for you Ryan. I don't really... You, you know. weren't planning on doing this? I wasn't planning on doing this, but I happened to have these candles. Just you had your Rhina, you had your Rhina candles. I already there. had these, just like well, you all have them too, right? You oh know, yeah, you have your Rhina candles. All right. Sorry for your loss. I hope that you can grow apart healthily, find some healing. I hope that you find the courage to post more journal entries, just because you know I like to read them. Um, Ryan Seacrest's team told E! News on Monday, quote, Ryan and Shayna decided to end their romantic relationship amicably some time ago. Wow. Now, see how the candles are together? This will help you heal. This is a little magic. They're going apart from each other. I'm going to have to put these in two separate areas of the house so that they can find healing. There we go. One's on one side of my laptop, one's on the other. I hope you, hope you find love one day. Uh, hey, Shayna, maybe you could dive into your very expensive CBD tincture business that you own. Don't I have a picture of that, Jack? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Look, you could buy a bottle of 
like $85 tincture. Shana, God bless. All right. Really quick, before we take a break, I just we have to talk about how RuPaul deleted all of his social media. RuPaul is gone. No one knows why. It was like, boom. Everything was deleted. All posts, like, everything's gone. No social media for RuPaul, and no one knows why. It's, it's a, I don't know. Is it because of the fracking? Was everyone just commenting, why are you fracking over and over again? Hard to say. Maybe he got an SNL. Maybe he got on SNL. Hey, you never know. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have Joan Haley Ford. We're talking Joss. And we're back, everybody. Okay, this is a real treat. You all know her. You love her. Let's welcome to the show my friend, Joan Haley Ford. Joan, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I, this is a real treat. Red and Yellow are doing, we're doing Hot and Rich. Red and Yellow presents yeah. Hot and Rich. Back together again after who knows how long. I can't, I can't even remember. I mean, you know, I can't either. I do know. Uh, I know. I, do, I know that I don't know. I know that I don't, I know that I don't know. Hey, ha- happy Horny Friday. Happy Horny Friday. Um, would you like would, would you like to show us what cocktail you're imbibing? I am imbibing a raspberry white claw, one of the flo- four four flavors that come with my uh, white claw variety pack. Love it, love it so much. Okay, so such, such value. So we're saying that you're the hot and rich nerd correspondent. I am, yes, yes. I thought we were, we were going to call this at one point Jones on Nerd. Oh, yeah. I forgot to make a graphic, but we, we're calling this That's segment okay. Jones on Nerd. It's a play on the restaurant named Jones on Third, okay? Jones Jones that. on Nerd. It's really, yeah, it's, a, it's really clever, and it really <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it's a little treat. It's like, remember, like, when watching Animaniacs growing up? Sure, all we do, how they make all those, like, L.A. references that you maybe didn't get, but you still felt smart because you're like, oh, like, I'm an insider. I'm getting these little puns. And, you know, that's what this is. Exactly. That's exactly what this is. Exactly. Okay, so, Joan, first of all, how are you? So good. I, uh, I got really, I took a big edible last night and watched Mars Attacks. And it was, what, what a great decision. I'm still recovering a little bit from that, but you know what? It was a, it was a good night. Joan, you're the nerd correspondent. This is Joan's on Nerd, the segment of the show where Joan tells us about the hot and rich people of the nerd world. Ooh, yes. Which is true. like a lot. There's a lot. There are a lot. Like maybe, you know, we don't, um, not as much coverage as the, as you know, the, the normies, the normies of the hot and rich world, but they're out there yeah. and um, they deserve coverage too. Uh, they, and you know what? They also, they, they deserve canceling, which is, I think what we're kind of talking about today. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, we're, yeah. The, we are the cancel police yes. and we're here we, to arrest, we we're here to arrest yeah. uh, Joss Whedon today. Yes. That's actually, can I, can I change that? To the name of my, I don't want to be Jones on Nerd anymore. I want to be the cancel police. And today, wait, but Joan, we're trying to abolish the police. Oh, that's right. Oh, well. So maybe well, we should be well, like the cancel something else, like the like cancel social workers. Yeah, we should be the cancel social workers. We come, we come to your house, and we're like, hey, we we've reviewed your case. We have a case file. We have a case file on you, and you are you are canceled. That works for me. We could be that. That could be us. Mr. Uh, Mr. Joss Whedon, come into my office. We need to talk. Yeah, yeah. You're can you're canceled. What do you baby. think? What do you think? First of all, how do you think Joss Whedon is doing during quarantine? And second question is, who is Joss Whedon? Let's we should maybe well, maybe, maybe people don't know. Okay, uh, let's let's start with. Uh, I think we have a pic. We have a picture of him uh, uh, that I I sent to. There we go. Uh, there, yeah, he there we go. Uh, Joss Whedon's the man on the right. Uh, the man on the left is Ray Fisher. Uh, we'll talk about him in a sec. But Joss Whedon is uh, the the creator of a little movie slash uh, TV show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He, uh, you know, he he was the man who said, "What if what if girl fight vampire? What if girl fight vampire?" And was he the first person that said, "What if girl I- fight vampire?" I think so. In 19, you know, the movie came out in 92. I think he went to Fox Studios and was like, hey, here's the pitch. What if girl 
fight vampire. And they were like, and yes, what if girl well, fight vampire? Yes. Here's $8 million. $8 they be Not boy, not boy. No, no, boy what, no, no, boy, no, 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 no fight no. vampire. What if boy, girl, no, fight, girl vampire. fight vampire? Yes. Here's Here, them, all the here, money. Sorry, eight, eight million is too low. He's probably here's got the, like, he's probably got like nine buckets million? of mil hundreds. Yeah. He's probably got, I bet he has, oh, what's Joss Whedon's net worth? What do we think? Good question. I mean, should we I Google mean, it? Should we Google it? Yeah. I mean, now that he's got that, like, you know, movie, like move, like, you know, 20 years down the line, he's got that Avengers money now. So he's, he's like, He's got he's got Avengers money. He's got Toy Story money. He's got Buffy money. He, he's so okay. Google says one hundred million. That makes that sense. sounds right. I would even say maybe more, but yeah, yeah, hundred million around around there makes sense. But yeah, so Joss Whedon uh, creates a Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, icon of '90s feminism, um, and and he and he himself kind of becomes a quote-unquote feminist icon in the 90s for creating this character like uh i guess this was a time before women were allowed to write their own like heroic characters and like everyone was just like oh yes joss whedon this is the man that gives us like cool feminist genre characters yeah and women weren't allowed to write their own cool characters until like what 2014 or something yeah yes uh 2000 2014 when um you know when uh when what is it? Grey's Anatomy entered its its thirteenth season. Yeah, exactly. That's when it officially. That, that's when it became official. That's when it became so, official. So yeah, so uh, Joss Whedon has been kind of uh, like for like a decade or two um, was kind of you know kind of unimpeachable as this like yes like very like known to be this very cool very feminist writer and. I'd say like over the last like now maybe like five to six years, we've kind of witnessed um, uh, him like slowly being slowly being canceled, slowly st shit coming out about him. that kind of erodes the public image that we all thought we knew of him. And that kind of uh, the latest chapter in that was happened this week when uh, Ray Fisher, who's on screen, uh, he played Cyborg in the um 2017 Justice League movie, which, as we all know, is being directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, at some point, was taken over by uh, Joss Whedon. We aren't sure why. Uh, this is where and, that saying "release the Snyder cut" yeah comes from, right? Because they switch yeah. directors like halfway through the movie or something. Yeah. Okay. And it's some, sometimes it's like it seems like maybe Snyder had a lot of the movie done. Uh, we don't know. We okay. don't know. But but um, yes, that's where "release the Snyder cut" comes from. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so and who we didn't was, take over. who, who, what famous people were in that movie? Cause I didn't see oh. it. Okay. You've was got Ben Affleck ben in that. Yes. You got the last, last, uh, last oh. and final appearance of Batfleck, I believe. Ugh, I love uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Is... He's undeni undeniably great Batman. You know that that's I... the role that broke his marriage too, right? I've heard that. Yes. I, I, I love, I, I love Ben Affleck as Batman, and and listen, oh. I'm glad that that set Jennifer Garner free. Yes, I, I think it's a, have... it's a win-win that he did that role. Win -win. Je, je, uh, yeah, she's out on her own, and we've got hot footage of of like shirtless fifty year old Ben Ben Affleck. Like, is he fifty? How old is Ben Affleck? I think he's in his fifties. He's probably he was probably in his late forties when he, he shot. He feels when like he shot that. He's the kind of guy that I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't be surprised if he's like thirty nine, but just like doesn't doesn't he's take care of himself. Not, oh God, I hope he's not thirty nine. No, no, he's forty-seven. He's forty-seven. Okay, okay. okay but, he's forty-seven, uh, but he's he's really like in his. He's like he's he's, he's lived emotional. a lot of life. He's lived a lot of life. He's in his fifties. Emotionally, he's, he's playing like a, a Batman in his fifties. You know, like he's got that very like not quite ready to retire energy, but you know, he's like he's like looking to the other. He's like looking out to the other side. But yeah, totally. So, but we don't. We don't know why, like, Snyder left the film. There, uh, at the time, they were saying it was because, uh, sadly, uh, Snyder's daughter uh, uh, committed suicide, and he had to go to deal with family stuff. Oh, so, horrible. Like, we, so we didn't took over. But there was also, like, you know, some contention that, like, Warner Brothers was not happy with the way the film was going, so they bring Whedon, so they bring Whedon in. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, so, you know, ever since that movie came out, that movie was not good. Whatever they thought Whedon was going to do to fix it, 
did not fix anything. If anything, it seemingly just made a worse movie, uh, very steeped in like the Whedon, uh, kind of Whedon's classic tropes, kind of semi-annoying dialogue, et cetera. Um, and he, uh, and, and anyways, uh, so recently, like the other day, Ray Fisher uh, put out a tweet that said, uh, can we bring up that tweet? Yes, let's bring up that tweet. Uh, here's Josh, the tweet. Oh, here's the tweet. Joss Whedon's onset treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in, in many ways by Jeff Johns <gasps> and John Byrne. Yes, Jeff Johns, a uh, DC writer slash producer, has worked on a lot of stuff. John Berg, I think just a producer, but yeah. Uh, wow. Basically, yes. And and since then, there's been a lot of stuff coming out. There's been some stuff coming out about what that like abuse may have entailed. There's not a ton, but like even from back in the day when the movie was shooting, there was a story about, um, uh, there's a scene in Justice League that was clearly a weed and thing where like, Flash like is running really fast and he like falls on top of Wonder Woman and it's like this joke of like oh haha it looks like the Flash is fucking Wonder Woman and uh, Gal Gadot like was like I don't want to shoot this this is like demeaning to this character and and he's like fine I'll just get like a he's like I'm gonna get a stunt woman to do it so like they they, they like against Gal Gadot's uh, protest they still had that scene in the movie and like a lot of that and a lot of what is coming out right now is also Gross. like is gross and all like um there were certain things that Ray Fisher like did and didn't want to do with um with the character of Cyborg that I I don't know how else to put it other than that like there's like it's a character from the 1980s uh it's steeped it's probably like you know steeped in a little bit of like the stereotypes of the time it was created there's like catchphrases the character had that Ray Fisher was like I don't want to say these characters like I feel like you know uh, as a you know black man in a superhero movie, it's my job to make sure that like this doesn't descend into like stereotype or parody. And like that was a, another big contention point where it was like, no, just like this is his catchphrase. Say say Cyborg's catchphrase, and he was like, I don't want to do it. And like if you'll read a lot of the stuff about um, we you know Whedon versus Snyder, Snyder it seemed was regardless of what you think of him as a director, he was he he comes across as a really nice guy and was very like I trust you like. To to take this character and you should you need to be like the steward the shepherd of it to make sure that it doesn't go so like you know where I as a white man can't like be in charge of the voice of this character so like Ray Fisher you're in charge like you really like take the lead with this character yeah and like he came in and was just like no say the thing say the catchphrase okay interesting and what was yeah. the catchphrase was it bad. Uh, the catchphrase is booyah. Okay, which, yeah, that's like a little like that's a little corny like, and know. like like you know maybe a, a racist microaggression to to make like a twenty twenty like black actor say that. Yes, and you know I I think at the end of the day you know it's just it's not like yours or mine or Joss Whedon's or Zack Snyder's. Right, like, it's not our is, thing to say or, is like is, like yeah. this is like do, do or don't. If like Ray Fisher as as like the as the person in the role, as a black man in the role, wants to is saying like, no, this is something my character shouldn't say. He should yeah, like, like listen that. to listen to black people when they say what and what they're not comfortable with doing. And as a white person, you definitely shouldn't make them say booyah if they say I don't want to say booyah. Like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was so that's kind of like all the uh, like onset stuff with. Um, I can't believe that I can't believe Joss Whedon was like, you have to say booyah. Yeah, and I think I think he won out. I don't think it's actually said in the film, but but it's just still the fact like, that he put that that the director yes. put this actor Ray Fisher in that position is is abusive. I would say it, it's. I agree, and it's it's. I don't know. I, oh, I think it's um, Anna Delvey Paypig in the chat says it's in the trailer, Joan. Oh, okay. Well, I was at, that's disappoint. That's disappointing. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so, so I, he's I, getting called. So he's calling out his former boss, Joss Whedon, and and yeah. just to paint a picture for everybody, like this is a big deal to call out a very powerful Hollywood director like this. It doesn't happen. Like the people yeah. don't call um out powerful directors like this very often, and I think I. I love that Ray is doing this and I hope that like we get to see more, you know, people calling out toxic production behavior because Hollywood is full of it. It's rampant over here. 
it's gross. And, you know, um, and I think the thing that this also speaks to is that Whedon has kind of like, like, continually gotten away with like creepy behavior, bad behavior for like the whole of his career and used the shield of like, but I'm the feminist writer. I'm the guy who created Buffy as a bit of a shield. Right. And like, I thought we could, do you want to go through uh, like a quick rundown of like his, ca- of like his different cancellation moments? Yes, of let's his different... do it. Okay. Okay. Wait, I've got, a little, I've got a little notebook of like Whedon moments. Oh my God. You wrote it down long. I wrote it down to remember. I love okay. it. I love it. So, so what do we have? Okay, um, so like 92, like to 2003, he's kind of unimpeachable. He's just Joss Whedon, the guy we know and love. He co-wrote Toy Story. Right, right. Yeah, and then like the first like hint of like, oh, there's something. I did not know he co-wrote to- Toy he's, Story. He, he's a co-writer on Toy Story. And yeah, so I guess slowly everyone who wrote that movie will be <laughs> Will be canceled because um, last like Lassiter Whedon, what a what a what a pair. Um, but anyways, uh, 2003, he basically it's it's he lets a, a an actress go, uh, Charisma Carpenter. Can we have a picture of in case people don't know? Can we have a picture? Okay, of Charisma this Carpenter? is Charisma Carpenter. Yeah, looking very oh looking so, okay. So awesome 90s, sitting on those stairs pondering. Oh my god, uh, this is like an iconic 90s fashion right? moment. Right? That lacy maroon top, those like chunky sandals. Joan, we need to Uh, get this outfit. All this, yes. Yours will be a little yellow. Mine will be a yellow version of this, but you can wear this exact outfit. Yeah, this is my next, yeah, this is my next purchase, my next Amazon purchase. I'm just going to type in Charisma Carpenter staircase wardrobe. So what happened with Charisma Carpenter? Uh, she gets, she's on Angel. Uh, she gets pregnant the third, uh, I think the third season of Angel, the third or fourth season of Angel. Okay. And like Whedon like fires her. And it's For being been, pregnant? Been, like it's never, she's never said explicitly, but she, and she's been very like kind of like respectful and beat around the bush about it. But she's like, you know, she basically said like my pregnancy did not fit into Joss's plan for the show. So like, for that, he gets like super like for so like everyone reads into that as like yeah she got like she got like 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 he was upset that she got pregnant and like messed up like whatever plan he had for the show so he just like booted her. It's what a it's fucking very asshole. And like okay, also the, kinda... oh uh, Leslie Lee in the chat says they also rewrote the show so she got pregnant by a that's teen true. and had a demon baby and died. Yeah, what all, what a rude way true. to write someone yeah. off of a show. Jesus it Christ. Was, very like demeaning, very embarrassed, very like shitty to the actor who like who like was like in like Whedon's stable of actors from the first days of Buffy. Like she's wow. she's like uh, Cordelia is a like a fun cat, like a like she brings a lot to like what is kind of a could be a like shitty like mean girl character. I really like. It's like he kind of like ended her career. He there. did her. Just, he did her dirty. He did her dirty. Very dirty. Okay. He did her very dirty. Joan, um, I just want you to know we only have a couple minutes of show left, so. Well, let's speed through this. I won't interrupt you anymore. Okay, uh, whatever. Okay, so let's do it really quick. 2006, he writes a Wonder Woman script that uh, doesn't get leaked until 2017, but is super gross and super horny. In fact, I think I have these. Can we bring up? Let's play a little game. Let's play a little game. So can we bring up the first Wonder Woman's, uh, like, um, okay, so this is how Wonder Woman is introduced in the script that was, in the movie that was eventually made. Diana Prince, 30s, antiques expert, strides towards the Louvre. That's all we, the only description you get of her is antiques expert. Okay, Great. Antiquities, antiquities. I'm sorry, yes, antiquities expert. Antiquities. Um, I I abbreviated the word because we had so little time I know, you're right, you're right. And we've got, and then like, so let's see like Whedon's introduction to her. Close on the girl. To say she is beautiful is almost to miss the point. She is elemental, as natural and wild as the luminous flora surrounding. Her dark hair waterfalls to her shoulders in soft arcs and curls. Her body is curvaceous but taut as a drawn bow. She wears metal bracelets on both wrists, wide and intricately detailed. Her shift is of another era. We call it ancient Greek. She is barefoot. Important detail. She is barefoot. Ew, what a fucking creep. The whole, okay, the, everything you need to know about this this Wonder Woman script is that she's not the main character. Like, Wonder Woman is not the main character of this Wonder Woman script. It's, like, incredibly, like, horny and gross. And, like, and yeah, like, there's multiple scenes that mention that she's barefoot. So do with Bare, that what yeah, you will. Tarantino over here. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to run down the, the, let's not dwell on that. Let's just keep going. 2015, uh, he makes, uh, he puts out Avengers Age of Ultron. It's a movie that basically implies Black Widow is a monster for not being able to have babies. Ties into like he's like weird about pregnancy. Yeah, there's a scene in in uh, in oh, Avengers: Age of Ultron okay. where she's like, "I can't have babies. I'm a monster." Um, 2017, weird. his wife, uh, his, his wife of uh, K. Cole, his wife of like 15 years, like breaks up with him because apparently he's been cheating on her for like the entirety of his like 15 year of their 15 year marriage, and he sends her this. I'm not gonna read it, but he sends her this like super obnoxious like breakup letter that like reads like it's like a fucking like angel monologue it's like i've been living with the guilt so long how can i it's like it's like he he's like writing a fucking character for himself um and then like up to this uh up to this wonder woman i'm sorry up to this justice league stuff that we've just hit today um so anyways that's a very brief rundown of the complete cancellation history of mr joss whedon oh my god what a creep and didn't his right didn't his wife his ex-wife write like an op-ed saying that he sucked or something yeah yes she like uh here i uh, she wrote a whole thing about like how he basically admitted to like I used my status as a like as as a quote unquote feminist to shield myself from any criticism and just believe that everything I was doing was good and virtuous. Uh, here I'll just uh, uh, the 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 end of his here she she actually published his. Uh, his his breakup letter and the last line of it is it's not just like I killed you but that I've done it suddenly over years that I've been poisoning you chipping away at you it's like fuck dude like like you think you're like angel you like literally think oh that's like God. that's like something fucking angel would say and like don't get over, like, do yeah. that honestly like that's so weird it's so, this guy yeah. is a fucking so he's an abusive boss uh, he's, he's a, weird about women and and se sounds sexist to me and and weird about like w pregnancy and weird about pregnancy like you know uh, has this like weird thing about <laughs> judging women for not being able to get pregnant and for being pregnant getting, yes yes and, cool very cool yeah uh, and I mean, there's a lot more that we could talk about, but Ugh, I wish we had more time. We got to have you. We got to maybe do this like every other week or something. We have to have we have to, to have Jones on nerd. Oh, I thought I had another pitch. I remember when we were talking about this months ago, I thought maybe we could call this segment um, slightly less hot, slightly more rich. Yes. Oh, a slightly more hot. Wait, slightly, slightly less, less hot, hot slightly... slightly more rich. Oh, and also I saw in the in the uh, chat, Chill Future says we didn't definitely vote. I definitely saw we did at like a like talking at a John Kerry uh, John Kerry rally in two thousand four, and it was like super embarrassing. <laughs> I wish we had a recording of that. I do too, but he was very impassioned about John Kerry. He's like, we need to get Bush, like like we need to get Bush out. This is like the our country's at stake. Like like like. It was very it was embarrassing on a lot of fronts. Okay, to be fully transparent, I was ride or die John Kerry for that election too. But I was fourteen years old, so and you were you yeah you weren't you you were Joss Whedon. <laughs> I wasn't Joss Whedon. I mean, I was at a I was at a Kerry rally, so it's like I was there for Kerry too. It was just like like it it reached a crescendo where it's like this is embar this is embarrassing for you, Joss Whedon. I know, Joss, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Wasn't there some Alan Tudyk thing? Oh yeah, like I did. Uh, it's kind of a little off topic, but Alan Tudyk uh, I guess defended Joss or something. Yeah, there he is, Mr. Alan Alan Tudyk. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Tudyk Tudyk. Class, like uh, you know, King Candy, Simone from Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, or Simone, Simone. We all know. <laughs> we, we all know. know. We all know. This guy, from he's Chipwrecked. from stuff. He put out this tweet. Can we see his tweet? Ugh, two dick. I hate this. Two dick. I hate this. What? Oh God, this oh, tweet. Was it? So in response to what Ray Fisher wasn't there, but I have known Joss for 17 years. I honestly can't even imagine it, and I have a pretty good imagination. So you know what? I take back everything I said. If 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 Alan Tudyk, a white guy, okay, this white guy who's like friends with Joss Whedon is like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine he would do a racial microaggression. I mean, macroaggression, kind of. Yeah. You know what? You suck, Alan Tudyk. Also, Alan Tudyk and Joss Whedon were very rude to me when I was interning at UCB and they came in. Oh, spill the tea. Oh, they were just like. 
they had come in, I forget what show they had come in to see, but they came in to see a show. Um, and like, there was a big group of them. And like, I was in, I, like, it, I was the one in charge of like corralling everyone to their seats. And I was just like, okay, so like, are you guys all together? And Alan Tudyk was like, yeah, we're all famous. Like he was like- He, he said was, we're famous? Yeah, he said, yeah, we're all the famous people. Like he was like, he thought no. I was like, like, he's like, can I talk? He, he, I was like doing my fucking job as an intern, getting into their like special roped off section. So like Joss Whedon could like oogle the like attractive blonde women in the in whatever show they were because that's 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 his thing like it's it's a it's a low key secret but like that's his thing um and I don't know if it's even low key I don't know why I said that but yeah but like he <laughs> like he was like they were like super rude and like they're and like when I was just trying to do my job as an intern take them to their seats they're like oh stop stop like fawning over us I'm like fuck you I don't know okay like. Imagine being as famous as Alan Tudyk, who knows how to pronounce your last name, Tudyk. Yeah. And and imagine being him and saying, I'm famous. Like, I'm, you know why he has to say I'm famous? Because he's, like, not that famous. <laughs> yeah, imagine, uh, I don't know. I'm at, like, I, I can't imagine the fame that comes along with being the, uh, being the robot from iRobot. You must have to deal with that all the time. Oh, my God. Alan Tudyk is canceled so, for being yes. mean to my friend Joan. So mean. He's not famous, okay? He's not, Alan Tudyk is not famous, okay? Yeah. He's canceled. Joan, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. This was a delight. I wish we had more time. We have to have you back on soon. It's okay. And yes, Comic-Con famous is a good way of putting it. Yes, he's Comic-Con famous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to let you go. And then um, I'm going to close out the show. Everybody say goodbye to Joan. Where can we find you, Joan? Where can we find uh, you? Joan Haley Ford on Twitch. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, everybody follow Joan. If you if you're a Joss Whedon fan, you can at her at Joan Haley Ford and tune in. To her. She does a Twitch show every Saturday at yes. like what eight ish nine ish on Twitch.tv slash Joan Haley Ford. Um, thank you so much, Joan. I'll talk to you thank later. You, Kate. See you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. That's our show. Um, before I leave you, and I know I'm running a little long. I just want to say we're starting a new rumor here on Hot and Rich, okay? We're starting a new rumor. The rumor is the Kardashians are poor, okay? They have no money. Tell everybody you know. That's the rumor we're starting. The Kardashians want us to think that they're the richest people in the world. So to combat that energy, we have to tell everyone we know that the Kardashians are poor, I don't care if I'm wrong. I don't care if they're not really poor. Just spread the rumor. Tell everybody that the Kardashians are poor. Make bumper stickers that say the Kardashians are poor. Okay. Hashtag the Kardashians are poor party. That's our mission here in the hot and rich community. Spread the rumor like wildfire. This holiday weekend, I want you to channel your energy into telling everybody you know that the Kardashians are poor. Um, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, stay hot. And stay rich, and the Kardashians are poor, and that ain't fair. I'm so fucking rich and hot. I'm so. Fucking-